Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi there and welcome back. Thank you so much for being here and being such a great parent, doing everything that you are for your child. Uh, as school begins, I know that there's a lot of, honestly, there's a lot of stress involved. Uh, hopefully you heard my last uh, recent podcast on some advocacy that you can do for your child with 504 plans, IEP plans, how to help them have more success in school and get the help that you, you know, that they need or, and that they deserve. And, um, so that can be uh, my last episode, which is uh, episode number 174. Today is episode number 175, and it is on how to help your autistic child focus better. Because I know there can be, as we discussed in last week's episode, a lot of distractions with the sensory processing and you know the overload and other things. But I wanted to talk a little bit more, not only about underlying causes, which we will discuss, of course, because you know me, I can't get past that. They're so, so important. We don't want to just work with symptoms. We want to work with the causes. But there are some other things that you can do as well um, with natural supplementation. And so I wanted to kind of cover those a little bit for you today as well, just so that in, in case you're needing that and you especially want to stay away from drugs, because 
it does seem to be the medical industry's answer is to say, well, your child can't focus, so let's give them some Ritalin or some other, something else that can, you know, help them focus better or calm down. But those are masking symptoms and they're often going to make the problem worse. And then the dosages need to be raised higher. And a lot of kids have negative side effects from those. And I just want you to know there are natural solutions that you can do to help your child. So of course, there are some common causes why children have autism and have uh, the trouble with focusing. And these some of these natural supplements, I'll just talk about straight away before I kind of go back to remembering some of the causes. And remember, there are always solutions. And on today's show notes, I'm also going to give you a link to uh, a webinar that I have for you to watch to help you understand the four stages that need to be completed for the best success, success in autism recovery and how I can help you, help support you and walk you through that process. So some natural supplements to help focus and behavior, knowing with prescription medications are coming these negative side effects and trying to and wanting to avoid those, there are some natural ways to help focus and attention. Of course, I need to say, always check with your practitioner for individual dosage needs. And some things that I'll mention here, if you're already, if your child's on a psychotropic drug, you won't want to add a natural, some of these natural, one of these natural supplements because it actually works, the natural one works so well on its own that it can actually, you know, increase the ability of the body to do what it needs to do. And the need for that drug that you're on is less needed, but we don't want to create an overload of it. So one thing are omega-3 fatty acids, and they're essential to brain function, concentration, mood, and energy. And they're also anti-inflammatory. They should also be taken with food for best absorption because they are a fat soluble supplement. And what that means is because they are fats, they absorb in the body better when eaten with food, especially food that has some type of a fat in it. If it's, whether it's a little bit of olive oil on something or nuts, nuts have natural good fats in them, you know, to always avoid the bad fats, the, the vegetable oils and the canola oils and all those bad ones you want to avoid. Good oils are coconut oil and uh, extra virgin organic olive oil. Nuts have good oils, not peanuts. They are not a, a nut, or they're not a nut, and they're bad for you uh, for multiple reasons. They cause inflammation, etc. So uh, let me get off of my little side tangent that I always have to make sure I'm telling you. But omega three fatty acids also because they are fats have. Your body's, your child's body can have a little bit of difficulty in an initial part of any program detoxification program because the fats can be hard for their body to digest if the liver is not working well, and it usually is not in a child with autism. Our liver is our organ of detoxification. We need to make sure that we are supporting it, helping helping with the detoxification process, getting those detox pathways all you know, supported along the way. And as the liver starts working better, then the gallbladder also starts working better because the liver and gallbladder work together. Now, the gallbladder is what processes fats. So initially, your child might get some nausea or not feel great after they've eaten any type of fat or even omega-3 fatty acids. So you want to start with very small dosages and also uh, usually say to do a little bit of detox work first to avoid that issue. Um, L-tyrosine is an amino acid that will help the ability to focus. It builds the neurotransmitter called dopamine. 
and it can be it should be taken away from food for best absorption and best results. But don't use this product if your child is in a PANS flare. And I will link to more about neurotransmitter and PANS flares on today's show notes for you in past episodes where I've gone into detail on them. But basically PANS is where you're, there's an autoimmune issue and the body starts attacking the, the brain. And so what happens in that uh, is that the body will naturally, the brain will start making more uh, dopamine and you can have an excess of it. Well, usually what L-tyrosine does is it builds it builds dopamine. And so you don't want to have more of an excess of it. So if your child is, child is in a pans flare where they're having extreme OCD, clinginess, fearfulness, heightened tics or anxiety, things like that, then those are common and indicative of a pans flare. And so you don't want to be adding more, uh, more dopamine in by taking L-tyrosine, if that is the case. Now, uh, L-tyrosine can be very beneficial if your child's not in a pounds flare to build dopamine so that you can, because it really helps the brain to focus and think better. So in that way, it can be helpful. SAM-E is something that helps motivation, another natural supplement. The one that I was mentioning earlier, 5-HTP, is very beneficial for mood stability, helping sleep, for appetite satiety, because the neurotransmitters for both dopamine and serotonin are made in the gut. And when the gut's not working well, it can't make these vital neurotransmitters. So I already talked about dopamine you get from L-tyrosine. But the neurotransmitter called serotonin, which I often refer to as the king of neurotransmitters, and again, I will link to more on neurotransmitters in today's show notes, but I wanted you to understand that serotonin is really, I mean, important for it, it builds melatonin, which helps us sleep. It helps regulate mood stability. It helps for appetite satiety, like your child is constantly hungry. Now I have to say with my side notes, always constant hunger can be also from parasite issues or leaky gut issues where your child's body's not absorbing the nutrition properly from the food they're eating because their gut is not working well. Of course, you know, for me, stage one and strengthening the support is always starting with uh, strengthening the gut, which happens to do with leaky gut syndrome and uh, healing up the holes in the gut lining and working with all of that. 5-HTP is a natural supplement and it builds serotonin naturally. It bypasses the liver. It's actually quite safe. You wanna take it away from food for uh, best absorption. In the very beginning, when you first start taking it, it can cause just a little bit of nausea. So it is it's good to take it um, sometimes with just a bite or two of, of some type of food, whether it's applesauce or anything, you know, just a little bit of food to help if that is the issue when your child or you first start taking it. A lot of people happen to take 5-HTP, um, you know, for uh, depressive issues as well, because mood stability is, is very important, but it can be helpful with calming. The one thing that you uh, do want to make sure of is you are not taking 5-HTP or adding it in if you or your child are on psychotropic drugs, because this is the one that I mentioned in the beginning of today's episode, that if you're on those psychotropic drugs, the 5-HTP coming in actually starts building serotonin and it works so well that you can end up with a surplus. It's just not good to combine the two. 
definitely ask a, a knowledgeable, uh, educated practitioner who's helping you with those uh, prescriptions, if that is the case. Uh, ginkgo biloba, tons of studies. I mean, just so many hundreds of studies on the safety of ginkgo biloba. It's an herb for focus and memory. Very important and very, very helpful. Um, something I take daily, uh, but is also just something that can be really helpful in multiple ways, but definitely for focus and memory. Phosphatidylserine is also a natural phospholipid compound found in high concentrations in the brain. And supplementation has been shown in, uh, to show improvements in things like uh, thinking skills and in memory as well. I'm just mentioning a few of these so that you can have some understanding of some other things that can be natural and can be helpful for your child. Uh, when they go to school and they're needing some more help with just focus ability, these are some things that can be helpful. Um, the next two I'm going to mention have very strong caveats with them. So I'm going to explain a little bit further. One I'll mention are probiotics. Now, probiotics are, they build the good bacteria in the gut. This also crowds out the bad bacteria, which interfere with immunity and clearer thinking. We want this to happen. We want to strengthen the gut, but you must start slowly with probiotics to what's called a die-off reaction that happens when too many bad bacteria die all at once and release their toxins. And we mentioned the liver is congested and backed up and the body then cannot process out the toxins fast enough. So you will end up, your child can end up with die off symptoms like headache, even fever, rash, fatigue, uh, heightened behaviors, worsened behaviors. This can be all part of die off reactions. So in my program, uh, I don't start with probiotics until a little bit further down the line because I really want to help avoid the symptoms of die-off and start strengthening those detox pathways a little bit. But once you get to them, probiotics can be very helpful for building, again, that good bacteria in the gut, helping to crowd out the bad things like candida. But then as candida dies, it does release more toxins. So again, why it's so important to have a detox protocol that supports die-off reaction and strengthens your child's detoxification pathways. So you can start with half of a capsule. There's plenty to begin with and watch for symptoms. Maybe give it to your child before bed at night. Reduce dosages if symptoms arise. So again, if you you know see that they're detoxifying too fast uh, and they don't have enough binders in place and you've got some die-off reactions, then you know this uh, this means that your child's body is backing up with extra toxins and uh, it's going too fast. So again, you're looking for irritability, headaches, fatigue, and flu-like symptoms. And then uh, some people also will experience either diarrhea or constipation and heightened emotional outbursts or hyperactivity if things are done too quickly or too soon. Uh, and so I just wanted to be, be sure I mentioned all of that for you. I say these things in a podcast where, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm being responsible to say, you know, of course I'm not diagnosing or treating, I'm offering solutions, but I also need to make sure that you have education behind what you do, because as a parent, we're not really given much education except for that we seek out. And I always want to be responsible and share with you, you know, what I've learned in my 30 years in holistic health and 17 years with autism recovery and my own experiences with my own child and now the hundreds of people I've helped worldwide, 
because these are things we see and I want you to know about it if you're just learning this for the first time. Uh, also, I'm going to talk about B vitamins being helpful. But again, a caveat here, vitamin methyl B12, vital for proper function of many things, including methylation, which is the detoxification processes, digestion, and food absorption. And also the, uh, the pyridoxine, which is vitamin B6 for brain function and coping with stress. Now, the B vitamins, especially B12, as again, methylcobalamin, not cyanocobalamin. This is very important. Methylcobalamin is the one you want, the most bioabsorbable way to take a B12 vitamin, and it can help with concentration. However, it's often best to do some detoxification before beginning with methyl B12 due to the MTHFR gene mutations. Now, Methyl B12 should be started again very slowly. If you see hyperactivity when you begin it, using it, then stop and don't resume until you've really done some detoxification work first. With the MTHFR gene mutation, uh, detoxification pathways are not working well. This is very, very common. You've, you, if you've had any gene testing, you've, you've probably found, oh, my child has it. Most of us honestly do these days. It just means the detox pathways aren't working well. They can be worked with so we can strengthen them and get them better. But while they're not working well yet, you have to start really slowly with things and especially with methyl B12. Metabolic issues are also common with, um, and, and so is a deficiency in folate uh, when you have the MTHFR issue. Now, folate is, a natu is natural and it comes from food sources such as green vegetables, beans, and other whole plant foods. It's responsible for synthesizing DNA, making red blood cells, transporting oxygen, and supports the functioning of our nervous and cardiovascular systems. Adequate B vitamins, including folate, are necessary for proper cognitive function. Folic acid is synthetic and commonly in multivitamins and fortified foods. This can cause excess to build in the body, and the body has a limited ability to convert folic acid to folate. Too much folic acid can, can affect gene expression and may reduce immune system function and exacerbate vitamin B12 deficiency. It's critical to make sure to check your multivitamin because most of them will contain folic acid and not folate. Also, don't give your child foods that say fortify with B vitamins. Sounds good, right? But it's not. They're synthetic and accumulate in the body, which can ca often cause a lot further uh, behavioral issues, especially hyperactivity. Natural supplementation, again, for anything can take up to about three weeks to begin taking effect. So it's common to know differences sooner, but I always want to be sure this is known so that people don't quit on them too soon. The gut directly affects the brain, so detoxifying and cleansing the digestive tract along with a healthy diet is essential, of course. Some underlying causes of poor focus and concentration. Candida, our old friend Candida, always there. You don't need to bother testing for it. I can tell you if your child has autism and that they usually have Candida, and by working with the right diet and some natural supplementation and detoxification, we can balance this. It, they, we naturally have it in the body. What we don't want is an overgrowth of it where it's bad and it's, it's overtaking the gut 
and cause, you know, the gut controls the brain and the immune system, right? So we have to be working with the gut first. Candida can cause things like low energy, irritability, and a lack of focus. And uh, again, the sym their symptoms are, are very, very common. But I also want you to know a few more signs of candida overgrowth in the body that some emotional symptoms you might look for hyperactivity or kind of other behavioral issues, a lot of irritability, especially, um, decreased cognitive function, real brain fog. It can be very, very hard to think when you have candida overgrowth. Depression and anxiety are also very common. Many people on antidepressant or anti-anxiety medications can have their symptoms disappear after a proper GI program that rebuilds, strengthens, and balances the good gut bacteria. I just wanted to share that with you as well. Much of this does come from the gut, but there are also co-infections, of course. Another one that really affects the brain and our ability to think clearly is are the mold biotoxins. Chronic inflammation is neurotoxic and creates multiple cognitive disabilities. Depression is quite common in people with the mold biotoxin illness. 29% of the world population have a genetic defect that does not allow the body to dispel toxins when exposed to them. Now, this is mold from water damaged buildings. Anywhere you're exposed to mold, whether it's your own home, if you have it in your home, make sure that you get rid of it. Schools are notorious for mold because they're old. We don't always see it in the, in the walls either. So you have to know your child becomes behavioral or all of a sudden has new issues. It could be some mold exposure. The inflammation depletes dopamine in the, which we mentioned earlier, dopamine, the neurotransmitter, which creates problems with fine motor control and mood disorders, again, such as depression. And the common prescription for depression is serotonin reuptake inhibitor medications or SSRIs. Typically SSRIs don't work on mold patients and often make them worse. The part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex is commonly damaged by the chronic inflammation from mold biotoxins. And this causes a lot of executive control leading to irritability and anger issues. So know that the, these things can be worked with naturally and we have to work with them thoroughly and properly, but they can be worked with, with naturally to eliminate this issue in the body. And of course, you've got to clear your home anywhere else uh, as well from the mold exposure. The common symptoms in children with triggered mold genotype are chronic headaches that last more than one or two months, fatigue for more than two weeks, chronic abdominal pain, mold really affects the gut, bedwetting in children older than six years of age. And again, note if either of the child's parents had bedwetting issues as a child or even as an adult, because again, this is a hereditary genetic issue. Inattention and ADHD, once treated for the mold biotoxin illness, children who are on, even on drugs for varied behaviors such as Ritalin can often be taken off of them. Know that the brain can and does heal. It's a scientific fact. If we're working with the things properly, getting the toxins out of the way and giving it the nutrition it needs, then um, the brain can restore itself. So that is the good news. So again, when treated correctly, younger children often get better faster. Testing for mononucleosis and H. pylori are also important to rule out symptoms of chronic fatigue and abdominal cramps, but it's important to remember that the mold genotype illness mimics these symptoms. 
The biotoxins must be cleared from the body again properly because they cause chronic inflammatory response, which inflames the brain, making it difficult to think and causes excessive fatigue. As this is being done, be sure there is not ongoing exposure anywhere your child frequents, again, such as school, therapist's office, and of course, home. I'm going to link in the show notes to a couple of things that you can do to uh, ways that you can test your own home yourself. There are these tests that you order online. They mail them to your doorstep. You test your home, you mail them back, and then you get the results. Because again, we can't always see them in the home. If you see it there and you know it's there, obviously you don't need to test for it. You need to properly eradicate it. To do that, you want an expert. So I'll link to a company that is an expert in this uh, eradicating it uh, thoroughly and properly. Just remember bleaching the walls does not do the job properly. And dead spores are just as dangerous as live spores when it comes to mold. So I'll link in the show notes to uh, a company that, um, that it, that eradicates it properly. And also if there's, you can find out if there's, they're not, if they don't have somebody near you, uh, perhaps they have a, a recommendation for you. Parasites are again, another one that not only disrupt the gut, but disrupt the brain and its ability to function. And they're commonly missed in testing. Parasites can often like when you wake up in the morning and you feel like you, sh- you should have had a good night's sleep, but you're still just exhausted in the morning. Uh, that, that was actually my personal symptom uh, a long time ago. And it's very, very common. Parasites also need to be worked with properly. And again, remember that a lot of times we're testing for a lot of these things and they don't show up in tests. So we think our child doesn't have them and they don't get the work they need. Lyme disease is another one of those. Most of the time it doesn't show up in tests. And now they're saying that Lyme not only is on the rise, but it's estimated that close to 100% of children with autism have Lyme disease. And again, it's either undetected or if it is found, it is treated improperly. Some of the symptoms, which can also mimic other disorders to look for, are attention deficit disorder or ADD, learning difficulties, obsessive compulsive disorder, depression, really rageful anger and tantrums, uh, increased oppositional behavior, abdominal pain, headaches, night sweating, possible fever or flu-like symptoms, and frequent urination and sleep disturbance. And these are just a few of the symptoms that go along with Lyme disease. Another one that's really important to know is to, and I would say naturally, detoxify heavy metals, not using the drugs that allow for reabsorption of them or pull good minerals out of the body, but natural resources. Heavy metals include uh, aluminum, cadmium, mercury, and lead, and they're prevalent in our society today. And I also offer a podcast on heavy metals linked to severe autistic behaviors with multiple studies that go with it and uh, a natural safe supplement um, that, uh, that, that I use and uh, it's on that podcast as well. And I'll link to that in today's show notes. Lead can go undetected, showing no obvious symptoms. However, a child with high levels of lead in a system is more likely to fail the third grade due to learning difficulties. This was found in a study, which is so interesting. The heavy metal toxicity may be overlooked. Symptoms of lead poisoning include neurological problems like learning difficult disabilities. And you can see many of these things overlap, right? They all need to be worked with. I just want you to be knowledgeable of them. Uh, learning disabilities, depression, again, poor memory, pov- problems with social engagement, 
aggressive and even violent behaviors, gastrointestinal GI gut problems, constipation, diarrhea, uh, poor appetite, weight loss, excessive fatigue. Uh, some of the things of mercury toxicity include excessive irritability and anger, timid behavior, uh, depression, weakness, insomnia, impaired concentration, poor memory, abnormal motor coordination, suicidal tendencies, personality changes, and obsessive compulsive disorder. Aluminum is a really big one, affects speech greatly. It also, uh, it affects uh, some of the neurotransmitters it affects that lead to their uh, symptoms I wanted to share with you. Uh, acetylcholine and the, and the enzyme that breaks down acetylcholine is involved in learning and memory. This, these are things that aluminum affects. Uh, norepinephrine involved in attention and focus. Dopamine, the feel-good chemical, also involved in our ability to concentrate and focus. Serotonin, again, affects mood, sleep, and appetite. So you can see how these all affect each other. So these heavy metals are causing disruption to these neurotransmitters, these brain messengers that help us to stay calm and relaxed or uh, to sleep better. All of these things must be worked with thoroughly. The wrong diet. This is really, really common. You know, despite everybody's great efforts, usually there are foods that are still being eaten that you, you know, might not realize are actually bad. You know, they, they some of these car processed carbohydrates are turning to sugar in the body, feeding the candida. But also, it's important to know that um, that protein foods help us think, and carbohydrates make it actually harder to think. So be sure your child's breakfast, especially before going to school, isn't made of muffins and pancakes and cereal because not only will it feed that bad, bad bacteria, but it won't do them any good when they need to focus and concentrate. You know, something like an egg or a protein source in the morning uh, can definitely be a better, better, far better choice. And of course, I will link to my uh, my seven free seven food guides to the top seven foods to eliminate to quickly reduce inflammation and reduce the symptoms of autism that go along with learning issues and sleep issues and their ability to focus and concentrate and mood stability. So I will link to that also in the show notes, as well as my webinar that I mentioned uh, to go through the four stages and kind of walk you through further knowledge about what you need to do for your child and how I can help you in that process. Because I know that as a committed great parent, you are looking for resources and ways to help your child. And we're all sort of sent on this, you know, this path down usually the wrong road. And I too was led astray once and, and uh, told to drug my son and, you know, that I was doing him a disservice by not drugging him, that he would be happier. He'd be able to focus better if I did it. Uh, and, you know, basically they said I was being a bad parent by not giving him drugs, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to know what I could do to help his body naturally. And fortunately I went to work, researched and found the answers that I was looking for. And today my son no longer has those symptoms of autism. And I always look back and I think, what if I had just drugged him and listened to them and didn't do the research I did, how would his life be today? He's happy, healthy. His symptoms are gone. He lives independently with two of his closest best friends in his, in their own house. 
you know, and he's, he, he's, he's a college graduate. He's, he's great. He's fine. He was not fine. He was not happy. He was not able to focus, even though he was brilliant long time ago, because he had toxins, inflammation, co-infections, all of these things in his way. So once I cleared them, that's how he got better. And this is what I want to share with you. So all of this will be available to you on my show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 175. This is show episode number 175. So that will be the link for it. And the things that I mentioned in today's episode will be available to you uh, to get these resources to help you on this path. And as usual, I am always appreciative of great parents and what you're doing to help your child to live their fullest life, the best quality of life possible, and to help them to live to their full potential because they have so much, uh, so much to give, so many gifts to give to the world, and they allow they be, need to be offered the the uh, the option and the availability to do that. And that's where we come in as parents. We help them reach that full potential with the right resources and the right roadmap. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. If it has been also, if you would take a moment to go share it uh, anywhere, even with three friends or on your social media or, and give me a positive review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you, whatever platform you listen to it on, it also helps it reach other parents who are searching for it uh, when they go to search and, uh, and help them find the resources that they're looking for as well so that we can help other parents together. Thank you so much for your time and for being here and take care. And I look forward to seeing you next time.